Welcome to Home From Home, a podcast where we answer your questions with our experiences and questionable advice. We're just two guys who like guys but love God. This is a safe place for real conversation. We'll talk about the highs and lows of life as a disciple with added baggage. Can we help you with that? Welcome to your Home From Home. In this episode, we kick off season two with our first mini-series, all about singleness, love, and relationships. Today, in episode one, we re-question singleness, going in-depth into both cultural and spiritual perspectives of the topic. Is being single really a choice, a gift, or a curse? A transitionary season or an exciting adventure? Let's discuss. Welcome to your home from home. I think we're here. I think we're live. I think we are. And I think it's a new year. How are you doing? Happy new year. Happy new year. We're a bit late. I'm sorry, everyone. Yeah. (laughs) New year was a while ago. (laughs) It's okay. It's okay. Do you want to tell them what happened? Yeah. I mean, there's been some movement. There's been some transition. Um, I've just moved back to Greece and it's just been a bit of a nightmare with immigration and obviously the pandemic and whatever, but we've been spending a lot of this time doing planning and honestly, we are just so excited about this new year. Yeah. I was excited about the podcast before, like I loved it and uh, we love you guys, but I think we needed some time to like, just really mm. go back to basics and get mm-hmm. some new energy and uh, I don't know. I'm just so excited. But um, yeah, how are you? How's your new year started off, Thomas? You know, it's pretty good. Um, I can't really complain. I think being able to have a break during the winter really allowed me to do some reflections for this year and what I want to grow in and what I want to see um, and what I want to focus on. And it's exciting. It's an exciting new year. I'm ending off grad school this year. So that's exciting Mm. and a little bit nerve wracking because then, you know, I'm going to have to go into the real world and start applying for jobs and things, but it, but it's good. But I'm also so excited for this podcast and to, you know, just grow and, and to see the changes that we're going to make. And we have some really exciting things planned for you guys. And I'm excited to unveil it to you guys. I mean, it's been a work in progress for a little bit and it's really exciting yeah it so is well that's good and i'm glad you got some rest some good time at home because i think we all needed it yeah I hope, yeah <laughs> yeah and uh it was probably good for you too right you got to spend time with family and got to rest and yeah. go back home and all of those things it was so nice being back home even though it was kind of still locked down and stuff you know how it is right but um but it was just so good being with family and stuff like that. So yeah, yeah. it feels that. good though now, like being away again. I don't know. I just feel, yeah. I know we keep saying excited, but I feel excited. <laughs> and how's, and happy. how's Greece doing with the lockdown? Is it is it still like pretty locked down or is it starting to open up or what's going on in Greece? Opening up very slightly. I can go to work, which is good. And not everyone can, so um, in Greece. So it's cool going into work. And so I still have that balance. There's a curfew, which I'm so used to now. I can't even fathom the thought of going outside past 9 p.m. Um, <laughs> it's it's just weird that I, well, especially when I was back home in the UK, like when people 
like i don't know go out for a walk or something past nine i'd be like where are you going what if the police see <laughs> and it's just so trained into me that like which is really weird it's very dystopian but you know that's just that's just the way we live yeah um, that's that's the way of life right now unfortunately i know a lot's happened i mean i don't want to i don't want to make this political but congratulations on having a new president oh thank you thank you <laughs> i watched the inauguration and i told good. you this already but i was so excited to see lady gaga appear because i thought it could be her and then it was her and yes yeah yeah i mean great. i was a little surprised they had j-lo perform just because it was like yeah. i love j-lo <laughs> like i do you know i'm i'm hispanic so it's like i'm glad to see some representation up there but let's be honest j-lo is not known for her singing voice <laughs> she's known for other things she just slayed it though she was so good she was good yeah i think and I she, thought I th she was lip syncing which is my bad but then you could tell she weren't because then she starts breaking out in that spanish and then it was like okay right we get it j-lo yeah these are live vocals yeah yeah no i mean she really did slay it and i and i thought it was good i was just saying i was surprised i felt like like they already <laughs> had lady gaga and i think lady gaga would have like done a better job but like j-lo did a good job so i can't you know <laughs> yeah <laughs> she did a great job and then the, and, the uh, slam poetry at the end was really cool too oh my gosh she did she a really incredible. good yeah she did a really good job can we have her on the podcast, please? Uh, I wish. <laughs> if you're listening. <laughs> if you're listening to us, you're probably not. We love you. <laughs> <laughs> please, please. I write a poem about our experience. Thanks. Okay. Um, all right. Maybe we should we should talk about the plan for yeah. this year, what we're hoping, yeah. what we're thinking of. Yeah. Do you want to go first? Yeah. I mean, so basically we we love our podcast and we love q a and we love answering your questions um and there's been so many and we were just so shocked at how many there were mm. and at, like such a diversity of questions so many things that we hadn't thought about ourselves and um it was really cool and we were just thinking um and getting some advice as well just about okay where is this going as well because we've actually like over the last 20 something episodes have come up with a good catalog mm. of some answers to some questions and somewhat, sometimes we're getting more questions which are similar to ones that we've already approached before. And obviously everything's very different compared to who you are um, and where you're from and what your situation is. But sometimes the truth behind it can be actually quite similar or um, something that we've already spoken into. So we thought, okay, we still want to do Q&A. We still want to answer your questions. But something we actually realized is through all these questions, there was a series of topics of various things that kind of came up and are really important, especially in regards to same-sex attraction yeah. and discussions that we wanted to like get deeper into. And sometimes we'd get our teeth a bit into it and then we'd have to end the episode. And like, there's so many more interesting and profound things we wanted to discuss behind those topics. So our idea was actually over the next year, throughout the year, we're still going to have Q&As here and there dispersed throughout the year. So please still submit your questions. But between them, we're going to be starting mini series. Um, I don't know if you want to explain those, Thomas. Yeah. So um, basically, we're trying to become like Netflix um, <laughs> and launching yeah, mini series. Um, and so basically, we're taking a lot of the ideas 
of your questions and putting them into little series of just different topics that we think um, are important for us to discuss as um, disciples, but also disciples with same-sex attraction. I think it is an important topic. So for example, uh, this month we are doing uh, singleness, love, and relationships as we head into um, February, which is, you know, um, I don't know if they do it in the UK as well, but I think I think Valentine's well, Day is Valentine's a, Day. Yeah, Valentine's yeah. Day is a pretty <laughs> universal holiday, no? It's the season of love, everyone. It's We're the season it. of love. Um <laughs> and so I think it's it's time to, you know, kind of talk about singleness and talk about relationships and and marriage and all of the things that um we do get a lot of questions about being single and being married and what would that look like and all of the things. So I think it's good to be able to um, talk about that. And there's going to be more topics that we're going to uh, bring up, but I think that's the first one that we're starting on is, is talking about singleness and relationships and love and all of those things. Yes. And we're really looking forward to getting into this season just as a teaser for some of the things that are coming up later in the year we thought of a lot of topics and already starting kind of research and planning interviews for those with people that um will help but with i don't know we're going to delve deeper into things like pro-gay theology um we're going to talk more about um the same-sex attracted disciple and the church um we're going to hopefully get some great advice about things to do with mental health there's a lot of topics and a lot to be excited about but yeah this first series which we're really looking forward to is the month of love so yes welcome 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 <laughs> we love you yes we yeah. do love you guys so do we just want to dive straight in then yeah i guess um yeah let's do it make like tray songs and just dive in oh okay <laughs> <laughs> um so i think you know a first good way to kind of talk about love and relationships and a topic that i think the church is now starting to talk about more but i think is something that was never really talked about a whole lot is singleness you know what does it mean to be single Mm. and all of these things but i think that's a great way to kind of start off this this topic is you know what are good things about being single what are things that we like about being single what are things that um are bad about being single so why don't we just dive in there? What are your initial thoughts on, on singleness? <laughs> yeah, there's a lot to unpack. I feel bad about starting this series with a singleness episode because it implies that singleness is step one right. and the other ones are the <laughs> other steps, which we're hopefully going to break down a bit more right. in this right. episode. But we kind of fell for the system as well. Maybe we should have put singleness at the end. Like that's Maybe where we, we all should have. Yeah, it's okay. We're starting with it. We're starting with the biggest, best topic, in my opinion, because I'm extremely single and I have become more and more an advocate for singleness. So, um, and by choice, which is exciting. But singleness in general is a tricky thing. Does it have a good rep or a bad rep? Almost certainly more bad than good. Um, I would say from our culture, both mm. um, just in general society, but then also in the church, it can feel like, um, I don't know. It's, there's almost something about singleness, which is like, there's an immaturity about it, mm. you know, mm-hmm. like it's like, it's the, 
you're born single <laughs> and then you almost graduate into a relationship like yeah. being single means like you haven't progressed yet you haven't moved beyond your original state mm. if you're a pokemon you're still a charmander you know, <laughs> when you're trying to become a chameleon or a charizard but like you're kind of stuck in that middle bit yeah. um and i can sometimes just feel like a chameleon you know um <laughs> like just like i'm not cute I'm not the cute little Charmander anymore, and I'm not. A, <laughs> You're a not a Charizard I'm yet. Not I'm not full on Charizard, and like no one cares about the middle evolution, you know. Um, <laughs> and sometimes, for anyone who got that reference, that's what singleness feels like. <laughs> yeah, it's like you feel like you haven't moved on yet. You feel like there's fulfillment waiting maybe like it's you're kind of deprived of fulfillment sometimes is like um, the way I can see it or have seen it. Mm. I think there are ideas in our society though about the benefits of being single. I think of like Beyonce's song, All the Single Ladies. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. There's power about being strong and independent and especially more so a woman. So I don't know how to be a strong independent man, but maybe it's because because of our patriarchal society I already am strong and independent apparently. Um mm. But like there's there there's that celebration, but sometimes I don't know what you think, and I'd love to hear your thoughts because I sometimes feel like that celebration of singleness is a cop out or like mm. a it's like it's kind of bandaging a wound and saying, Oh no, it's great. Like like it's almost like putting a smile on for the sake of it when actually yeah. I'm just miserably lonely. Sometimes this is how I can feel about it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I don't know what you think. Yeah, no, I totally get that. I mean, I do I do think it can be that way. And I do think people do feel that way of being like, well, I don't really have any option other than being single. So therefore I need to be <laughs> like, I have to find some sort of contentment in it. I am obviously not single right now. Um, but obviously the, the why would you be <laughs> the season <laughs> of being single? Actually, like I really grew to love that season. You know, and I was looking at kind of doing some reflections with Sophia and I, um, and I was re realizing that, you know, a year ago, you know, maybe even six, seven months ago, I wouldn't be ready to be in this relationship that we're in. Um, mm. And I think me being single gave me a lot of time to explore myself and explore what I want and explore same-sex attraction not explore it yes explore it in the sinful ways i did do that but like also explore do a lot of the work behind it and and to understand where it might come from and and how do i deal with it as a disciple and i think it was good that i had a chance to kind of go on this journey before bringing a relationship into it because i think trying to balance a relationship with a lot of the stuff i was processing and dealing with would have been a lot mm. um it would have been too much honestly and so i think not that i don't really think you know if we choose to be single honestly like it doesn't really have to be lonely it doesn't have to be a bad season i think it could be a season of growth a season of maturing a season of doing a lot of things because once you're in a relationship like it's no longer just about you um, it's about the other person as well. And so I think the best relationships that you can get in are relationships where you both had time to be single and you both had time to really work through 
your stuff um so that you're not that you're ever not gonna have baggage in a relationship but like that you worked through a lot of those things so that it doesn't prevent you from being able to give all of yourself when you are in a relationship so yeah not to say that singleness is like the first step and then being in a relationship is like the optimal second step but in a sense it kind of it it is like it is helping you better prepare to be in a relationship if that's what you choose but i don't think that has to be where you go like i think if you choose to be single i do think that's a valid choice I just don't think always it is respected um, in the church because I do see, and we can, this could even be brought up a little bit later, but I, I do see that like, how often do we see leaders or ministers who are single? Like we don't really see that. So it's almost, it feels in the church as if, you know, the next step in your discipleship or you're not complete in your discipleship unless you are in a relationship and or married you know so mm. those are kind of my initial thoughts on singleness but i think it's a good yeah. season like i loved being single yeah no that's great yeah i mean it's in the church like this emphasis of singleness but then also i would argue it's in wider society as mm. well mm -hmm. like we just got a new president i don't know has there ever been a single president i don't think so which is kind of i don't know yeah it's just it's just the food for thought usually marriage or being in a relationship is a portrayal of maturity and i don't know power or wisdom or balance mm. which i think there are a lot of those things in marriage but mm -hmm, i mm -hmm. actually don't think it's completely biblical to say that that's the only way to reach fulfillment to reach maturity to reach um wisdom because i mean and we're going to dive into this stuff a bit more because I think sometimes you look at, you know, Genesis and God looks at Adam and he says it's not good for him to be alone. Mm -hmm. um, he needs someone else. And then you compare that to a scripture that we're going to look at later, which in Corinthians 7, where Paul talks about if you don't need to get married, like, please do not. And he really justifies it. Yeah. And not in a jokey way and not in a weird way. He spiritually justifies like actually it's better for you to be single which actually seems very much in contradiction to what god was talking about at the mm. start so is paul wrong uh is god outdated like why is there a difference in those views and i think that'll be important to talk about yeah i thought and you know you know i love you a lot um thomas and i <laughs> part of me does disagree though with with I feel like part of the problem, and it's it's in our it's in us as well. It's in our culture already. Um, but I think even describing singleness as a as a season mm. to me, like it then means it's transitional. You're transitioning into something. Yeah, um, I can see that. Yeah, and I think that puts like even that that subconsciously it puts an expectation that it's it's not that's not it. That there's always something there's always greener grass that's coming mm. and I want to try question and figure out like, is it something we have to weather through and eventually we transition out of, or what does it look like for it to be it and for it to be good, <laughs> you know? Yeah. Um, but I, I completely agree though. Like, and I'm the same, like um, singleness, like has a great way of preparing you for being in a relationship. Like you need to be able to, <laughs> what is how are you going to love yourself 
No, how are you going to love anyone else if you can't love yourself? Okay, RuPaul, I see you. (laughs) (laughs) I absolutely butchered the quote. Yeah. But I think it's like, it's true. Like you need to be able to practice self-love and figure out yourself before being in a relationship. It's true. Uh, It's essential. No, I I totally agree. And I, I can see how, you know, me saying that, you know, a season can can subconsciously say that i think maybe the reason why i said that is because i am in a relationship now so that singleness was was a season you know what i mean it was a season for me and it was the longest season quite honestly like yes i was (laughs) in a relationship with my ex-boyfriends while i wasn't in the church but that was really like two like three or four months so that wasn't really a long time so other than that the majority of my life was being single That is a good question to kind of think about, like, how do we embrace being single? How do we how do we make that it? You know, and I think you even brought up a point where it talks about, you know, in Genesis talking about it's not good for man to be alone um, and how we can automatically assume that that means uh, we need a partner in life in the in the sense of like a relationship. But like relationships are important, but that isn't necessarily have to be a romantic relationship you know like i look at my singleness and um that was a time of me being able to develop really deep relationships where Mm. it really met a lot of my relational needs you know relationships with sisters relationships with other brothers like deep deep friendships where you know, there was a time where I thought that if I was just going to be single, but if I had these relationships, then I would be happy. And I was quite content being single and being able to just go out with my friends and be able to just do life with these people. And it was great. Like they challenged mm. me. They like walked through life with me. They cried with me. They prayed with me. Like, I don't think that singleness necessarily means you have to be alone. In fact, if you no. are going to be single, you kind of out of necessity do need to have strong relationships because otherwise, you know, the the loneliness of a relation of not being in a relationship is going to be felt more. Um, but I think being single is is great because it allows you to build deep relationships that, you know, now that I'm in a dating relationship, you know, my time that I had at first my priority was just my friends and now my girlfriend is an equal or not greater priority sometimes yeah but then i would also challenge that even further thomas sorry to be a continually you're not no challenge <laughs> um, me because, i love being challenged no, because i agree i think i think it's like it's true that we can have friends and we can fill this void that like a girlfriend or boyfriend would have filled with with our friends, with our family, like with other people that are important to us and community is so integral. I think even more so, I think we can fill it with God and fill it with Mm. ourselves Mm. in some way as well, which is a privilege that you only get if you're single. Um, And I think that's like, I think it's actually kind of important maybe even to talk about now before we go further with that maybe is to look 
really quickly at First Corinthians 7, because that's yeah. like the idea that Paul was saying. I've got it up here in First Corinthians 7 verse 1. I'll just skip through some of it because then it kind of goes into marriage. He's talking about mainly about very various principles of marriage. Mm. Okay, so in verse 1 it says, Now for the matters you wrote about, it is good for a man not to have sexual relations with a woman, but since sexual morality is occurring, each man should have sexual relations with his own wife and each woman with her own husband. Um, it talks about the man fulfilling his marital duty to his her wife and vice versa, which is nice. And this actually looks quite feminist. I'm just going to say for those people mm. out there, it's really about like the man's body is his wife's mm-hmm. and the wife's body is the man's. And that's biblical. I'm just going to move on from that. Um, then it continues and talks about... Um, Okay, now it talks about the unmarried. In 25, it says, Now about virgins, I have no command from the Lord, but I give judgment as one who by the Lord's mercy is trustworthy. So he's saying this isn't from God, but he's he's close with God and, mm. you know, he's trustworthy. Um, <laughs> he says, yeah. because of this present crisis, I think that is good for man to remain as he is. So mm. remain a virgin. Um, are you pledged to women? Do not seek to be released. Are you free from such a commitment? Do not look for a wife. But if you do marry, you've not sinned. And if a virgin married, she has not sinned. But those who marry will face many troubles in this life. And I want to spare you this. Um, what I mean, brothers and sisters, is that time is short. Um, continue, blah, 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 blah. And it says in verse 32, I would like you to be free from concern. An unmarried man is concerned about the Lord's affairs, how he can please the Lord. But a married man is concerned about the affairs of this world, how he can please his wife. Mm. And his interests are divided. And then it continues, obviously, saying that a married woman is concerned about pleasing her husband and the Lord and whatever. So Paul makes this case here um, in many words about like actually how somehow having this gift and then mm. he does he does talk about it as um as a gift mm. is like it's to be able to be okay with not being in a relationship and the reason why it's so beneficial is because you can focus like just on you and god mm. um which apparently is in an intimacy and more profound relationship than even a marriage so i think it's like it's even more radical than what we think and i i sometimes do find it hard that like i do think we actually have a culture within our church where we which is weird and i think well maybe it's normal or whatever i don't know but i think sometimes we put actually really high value on sex as well as the world Mm. um but then we put a high value on it we want it to be godly and in god's way and we want it to be um like how he planned it within within marriage or whatever, I think we do put still a high value on it that the fulfillment from sex, the fulfillment from being in that relationship isn't quite equal to God, but it's pretty close. Mm. And I think sometimes we get too close and we put we put it on such a pedestal where it's like, I can see some people sometimes like being Christians, an exciting part for them, it, a big part of being a Christian for them is the exciting like marriage. Mm. is the is the great relationship that you can have with another person and i think sometimes to me it's missing the point which i think like paul is kind of like that's something i get from what paul's saying here is actually that isn't it so much better to just be fully devoted to god if you're able to and we're not all able to but i think that's to me now like as i look at this scripture he's being very countercultural because he's talking about singleness as something that is even maybe more mature 
than being married, mm. which is weird. <laughs> yeah. That's not what we're used to. No, it's <laughs> I don't not. know what you think. <laughs> yeah. No, I think that's true. You know, and 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 there's something about having God being your full focus, you know, as your main relationship. I think for me, quite honestly, I've always struggled with that in the sense that like I think my intimacy with the Lord has uh, just like with everyone, right? It's a roller coaster. It goes up, it goes down, it goes up, it goes down. You know, I feel really close mm -hmm. to him. I don't, you know, I, it, and that's a lot of, you know, a lot of reasons why, but I think there was a period of time where I really had to wrestle with that of like, is God enough? You know, is my relationship mm -hmm. with him enough? Um, and that's something I really had to wrestle with. And for a while, quite honestly, if I was being honest with myself, the answer was no. You know, it was mm. my relationship with the Lord, the way that it looked wouldn't have been enough. And I think that that really led me to go on another journey of like, okay, like, how do I grow in my relationship with the Lord? How do I, you know, do that? How, what does that look like? Um, and I think one of the things that, you know, not to side tangent, but I think something that is important to to talk about was I think there was a moment of time where I felt like singleness wasn't a choice that I had. Mm. It was something that was forced upon me in the sense that a curse almost. Yeah, like a curse almost, but but the sense of like, okay, like I'm same sex attracted. I'm attracted to women to an extent, but like not to the same level as like I can be with men. And it, it was just interesting. And so it was like, oh man, like I'm choosing to be single because I want to honor God, but like it's lonely. And it's like, why would God allow me to like wrestle with this? Mm. And like is so so I think that, you know, I don't know if any of our listeners or if you uh, uh Topher can relate but I think being same-sex yeah. attracted can almost feel like singleness isn't a choice it's something that's mm. thrust upon us and I think that's something that I really had to wrestle with God for a long time and and still quite honestly I'm still wrestling with God about mm. to an extent of being <laughs> like okay like where even now being in a relationship, you know, the, the same sex attraction doesn't go away. You know, it's still something that that I'm working through. It's like, OK, like. Where, why this um, and was I forced to be single? But I think where I got with it now, um, you know, if I wasn't in my relationship with Sophia, I think. My relationship with God has progressed to this point where it was like, OK, like. God is enough. Intimacy with him is enough. And even now, still being in a relationship with Sophia, like God is the first person that I will go to with whatever I'm feeling, you know, or whatever that's going on. And sometimes I can see even what Paul's point was, like, even though I'm not married, I have a girlfriend. Sometimes like I can see how even in Soph and I's relationship, I'll be tempted to go to Soph and like talk to her about everything first or to process with her or just to spend time with her. And like my time that used to be God and my friends. And so like now where I'm at now is learning to balance God, friends and Soph in an equal mm. way, but like still have God actually not in an equal way, 
with friends and so in an equal way, but having God so much more. And that's a struggle, you know, it's a struggle that I didn't yeah, have. Yeah, it presents a trouble. Yeah, yeah. It presents, not struggle isn't the right word, because I don't want to feel like being in a relationship is a struggle. It's a joy, but it's it's a new challenge, you know? Um, yeah. So I don't know what you think about all of what I said. I know I said like three different things, but <laughs> good no, luck I unraveling are- all of that. <laughs> I think those are all great. I think um, you bring up a really great point and obviously it's really essential for our listeners as well because same-sex attraction has so many ways in tying into this singleness. Um, Often when people who are same-sex attracted decide to become a Christian, it can feel almost like your singleness is like a death sentence. Mm. It's like um, you're choosing to be miserable (laughs) is how (laughs) I perceived it. Yeah. I'm like not just turning my back on being in a fun relationship with a guy. I'm like turning my back on life itself. Mm. <laughs> and what I'm left with is just, ugh, it's fine. It's enough, but it's like, it's not that appealing. Mm. I think that's such a shame, <laughs> like for how much we have actually in God mm. to perceive it like that. Mm. And yeah, and I think we do, we can look at it as almost almost this trial that we it's not just the same-sex attraction is the trial i think it's almost the singleness is the trial Mm. um like the loneliness is the trial yeah and and it's weird because that's the thing i'm trying to re-question and i'm so of the same point of view and the reason why i'm getting passionate about it is because i'm angry at myself for like thinking this way for all of my life Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. i'm angry for people encouraging that culture into me and i'm angry at me for believing it um i'm angry at me like passing on that culture to other people like oh yeah. who do you like who you who do you want to be with or like whatever i don't know i'm annoyed and i feel frustrated at that culture that we're in but i think actually just for a moment anyone listening like just have a think does it have to be like this does singleness have to be a curse mm. <laughs> um or like some really awful trial to be endured even if you do end up being in a relationship. And I mean, ultimately, I'd love to like be in a relationship. I would love to have kids. Um, but the thing is, what a waste if, we, if I spend the next however many years where prayerfully I finally end up with someone and I, the last 20, 30 years of my life are just wasted in sadness mm. being single. Yeah. Um, I think for me, a big part of like healing and actually feeling a lot happier because I was in a relationship last year um, and and things ended and it was it was really difficult for me and for her. And um, and I think it took me a long time to actually have healing from that because for a long time, I just felt like I just felt that void, you know, mm. um, and I felt like God put that void there. Um, I think something I'm realizing more so is actually there doesn't need to be a void that hole is and every hole is meant to be filled up by god somehow yeah and not in a weird coping way (laughs) where it's like um oh just like for instance a trigger word for me is surrender Mm. yeah (laughs) like just i hate that word um i for when i hear someone say just surrender it just means just give up what you want Mm resign yourself to sadness (laughs) um but i think what it really means is like actually looking at that void that 
no one if you consistently live your life with a, like a dotted line for where a person should be next to you then you're always going to feel this gap but i think for me i'm learning to like rub out that line erase it if this is me and this is it then i have more than enough um and and that's because of god and that's because of my relationship with him that's because of me enjoying my own company that's because of me enjoying my friends and like all these things are good and all these things are perfect in themselves i don't need a person to fill that hole mm. um so i think the really encouraging thing i've been learning about being same sex attracted which i'm sure you can relate to thomas is like we have to think a lot deeper about love. We yep. have to think a lot deeper about sex. Mm. We have to think a lot deeper about what it means to be in be in relationship. A lot of people just do what's natural. We have to like think mm. <laughs> and think with our soul and our spirit and our mind. And um, to me, I feel so much more, I think through wrestling with it and really going after wrestling with it, I feel so much more at peace. And yeah. that's what like embracing singleness looks like. I don't know. Yeah. 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 No, I totally agree. I think the wrestle is something that is helps bring you to a place of deeper understanding and a place of of peace, you know, and I, I so appreciate you even talking about the word surrender, like, ugh, I hate that word. And I think the reason why I hate when people use it is because they kind of use it as a cop out of being like, yeah, just surrender to God, you know, that's just be okay. Yeah. And that's the advice we usually get. But I don't think we're usually taught how to wrestle with singleness, how to be content in singleness. Like, I feel like, you know, we need more lessons of just like, what does singleness look like? Like, what does it look like to be single but can totally content? I remember having a conversation with one of my mentors, and you know, he's he's older. He's in his his uh, mid forties, and you know, just talking through him with different things. And he goes, yeah, like, you know, I don't really desire to get married. I don't really desire to be in a relationship like God and I are enough. And me just asking him questions of how to get, how he got there and different things. Mm. And even him, he being like, I always wanted kids, but him serving the children's ministry and the teen ministry and being like, those people became like my kids, my surrogate kids, you know? And he's just so fulfilled with him and his relationship with God. And I'm just like, wow, to me, that's inspiring. And I think sometimes we don't, yeah, we don't have a lot of people to look up to that. We feel like, wow, like they're single and that's inspiring, you know, that I want to be like that. And for whatever reason, we tend to elevate married people, but not elevate single people. So I think that's the next big question is to kind of figure out for our listeners, what does embracing singleness look like? Um, and for me, like that was really going on my journey with God of just being like, okay, like if it is just you and I, you know, if all of my friends, you know, get married and, and whatever they do or relationships change, if it's truly just you and I, that'll be enough. 
you know, you and I are enough. You're going to fulfill me in a way that no one else can ever fulfill me because God ultimately is meant to fill all of our holes. Like you, you said, he's supposed to fill us in a way that nobody else can. For other people, it might be different, but I do think that journey of, of growing in God is really what it comes down to of just being like, is your intimacy, is your level of closeness with God enough to sustain you regardless of what's going on? And that's something I'm mm. even working on this year, to be honest, is one of my resolutions is to be anchored in God, no matter what the situation is, good or bad, like prayerfully, this doesn't happen. But if Sophie and I break up, you know, like, am I still going to be okay because I have God? You know, and that's the mm. one thing that never changes in a season of change, in a world of change, in a life of constant ups and downs, is God always remains consistent. So is my connection with him good enough and consistent enough that it's going to sustain me through the ups and downs? Yeah, completely. And I think that's it. I think really, like, I mean, ultimately, all I would say is, and if anyone takes anything from this, it's like, sorry, I'm so militant with singleness these days. Yeah, um, it's I good. think like, like if we see someone who's single, let's instead of like kind of low key pitying them, mm. yeah, let's like hold them in high regard and yeah. respect them. Yeah. Sometimes we associate it with like, if you're not in a relationship, for me, my insecurity would tell me if I'm not in a relationship, it means. I'm not attractive enough. Mm. Like I'm not desirable enough. Mm. I'm not meaningful enough. I'm not interesting enough. And so then I project that insecurity onto other single people and I go, oh, mm. like that's so sad for them. Yeah. <laughs> Which is awful and sinful and so bad. I want to look at incredible single people in my life and go, you are someone who I want to emulate. I want to learn to have the peace that you have. I want to learn to have the joy that you have. I want to be filled up by those things. I don't know. I just think, and that's like cultural. And I, I'm trying to currently go through this process of training myself, like training out that culture and that emphasis. Mm. And then if I want a relationship, that's purely because I want one, not because we've told each other I need one. <laughs> um, and I think like everyone who's listening, especially you who's same-sex attracted, I know it's hard. And I know these relationships feel like just everything yeah let's actually be mindful and let's reconsider our biases on our culture to go is that really mm. what i want mm. <laughs> or is yeah. that what people have told me that i want yeah um yeah and i think that's a big part of embracing being single by choice yeah you know yeah yeah i agree and i think last thing i'll share is a verse that came to mind when you were talking about you know, if I'm not in a relationship, I'm not good enough, you know, I'm not attractive enough, I'm not desirable. I think it's so interesting because that's just not how God sees us. And so if you read Psalms uh, 139 verses 13 and 14, um, mm. I love this verse. And this is something that like I um, went back to a lot. And it says, for you formed me in my inmost being, you knit me together in my mother's womb. I praise you, Lord, for I am fearfully and wonderfully made. Your works are wonderful. And I know that full well. And so mm. like God sees us as something that's fearfully and wonderfully made and just study out the Bible to see how God feels about his creation, how he feels about you listener in particular, how he feels about you, uh, Topher in particular, like 
he doesn't view us that way. You know, he views us Mm. as something wonderful. And so like God honestly is the only person who can say that we can say that honestly, truly unconditionally loves us despite where we are. Um, And so like, if anything, like maybe singleness isn't truly singleness because we are in a relationship. We're just in a relationship with the Lord. We're in a relationship with our creator. So are we truly Mm. alone? Because God does promise to be with us to the end of the age. Yeah, that's incredible. And let's just leave it there. There we go. That's all I have. (laughs) Amen. And now the earth can, I don't know. I feel like it's the end times. Everything's complete. Oh my goodness. (laughs) Stop. Forever and ever, amen. Amen. That's how we should end all our podcasts. Forever and ever, (laughs) amen. Oh my goodness. (laughs) I just love that scripture. Yeah, he'll be with you to the end of the age. Yeah. Forever and ever, amen. Yeah. It's like, that is the best, like the end. Yep. That's it. (laughs) So I think that's all we have time for. That is all we (laughs) have time for. It was a good good discussion i love uh i loved you challenging me in my view of singleness i'm like yeah i'm like very single and you're dating and i love it and um we have very different worldviews <laughs> i love it that's what makes our podcast so interesting well thank you guys for joining us on this journey of singleness uh as we talk about it and (laughs) we are so excited to have you guys with us um continue to send in questions uh email us about what you think about the new series we love getting your guys's emails if there's any particular topics that you would want us to cover feel free to email us and we'll make sure to cover that thanks so much guys we will see you next week for our next episode in the series Bye. bye bye thank you for listening to home from home We'd love to hear your questions. Please submit through the link in the description. Home From Home is sponsored by Strength and Weakness Ministries, a Christian organization that helps to bridge the gap between the Christian community and the LGBTQ community through awareness, education, and support. For more info and resources, go to strengthandweakness.org.